Welcome to Behind the Lectern. Since 2006, your host, Jeff Klein, has been working with speakers at all levels, from beginners to Toastmasters International Award winners, from experts to National Speaker Association Hall of Famers. In each episode, Jeff introduces you to some of these speakers as you learn about their speaker journey, how they got started, where they came from, where they're going, and more. Take the lessons they have learned on their way to help you with your own path to make speaking work for you. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Jeff Klein here again with another episode of the Behind the Lectern podcast and multicast. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Erica Bigelow. Hi, Erica. Hi. Thank you for having me. So glad you're here. Erica is the Living and Loving Life Coach. And we're going to learn more about that during our talk today. She has a deep, overwhelming desire to help people. And she really hates to watch people struggle. And that's what drives her every day. So we're going to learn a a lot more about that today as well. I am looking at livingandlovinglife.us, which is her website, where she offers a 30-minute consultation to see if she's the right coach for you. So uh, we'll we'll repeat that a couple more times while we're here, of course. Awesome. But uh, first, when was your first speech? First speech. Um, Didn't have to do with what you're doing now. It could have been, you know, earlier in life. So I've always had like this niche of being in charge or taking charge of situations. So first speech to the first couple people, probably elementary school. Not knowing what I was doing, you know, I was just simply talking, but actually, you know, planting seeds for people to want to be better. Love it. I love it. Now, when did you recognize speaking was a way to, to help you with your life coaching practice? Um, probably about two years ago. And how did so that like come you, about? Um, okay. So like I said, is I didn't know what I was doing, but I had been doing it my whole entire life. And then now that I'm in the seat, I'm looking back at, you know, events and stuff and was like, oh, wow, I actually have been doing this a lot longer than I am saying, you know, because I was doing it uh, not only in my job, because I've always had a job title where either I was a lead or a manager or something where people would come to me for clearly professional advice, but it would always in turn be something personal for them. Uh, yeah, I understand that. I was networking long before I knew that, that it had a name and that, that it was a thing. I was doing it organically. Right. And I was like passing it was out business cards. Yeah. Getting ready for a place. Yeah. Right. And, and of course, that was so years before I was teaching it, I was actually doing it and just didn't recognize that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was, you know, introducing myself to people. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and asking them to introduce me to other people. Right. <laughs> which is what networking is, right? Exactly. But, but who knew, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so what kind of groups were you speaking to when you first realized you could promote your practice? Um, so all type of groups. Like I said, I was just yeah. talking and it was my boss that got a lot of information from me, my sister, um, all of my friends, just random people, anybody that would listen. I had something to okay. say, and I'm like, please, just hear me for a minute. So what about the first time it was there was an organized group that said, hey, Erica, would you please talk to us about what you're doing? So I would have to say that that happened at my last job, um, just needing to hold, you know, the 
the meetings, um, having to get people back in line, um, you know, just doing what I thought I was doing. But like you said, organically, it turned into motivating people in that same, you know, handling my job, all of the information that my boss wanted me to relay to the employees. But then at the end, somewhere in that meeting, I got to at least get in there with my stuff and just motivate people to want to be better because my thought is the better you feel about yourself, the better employee you can be, the better husband, wife, child, everything. It just kind of bleeds into all aspects. So I took a little five minutes of my own time and started to do my speech for them. Got it. Well, and, and how did you start your coaching practice? Um, clearly the pandemic happened. Um, I'm probably like a lot of people. I was doing a job and I felt like I hit the glass ceiling. This is it for me. Like there's nowhere to go. You're at the highest, unless you're going to be the owner, you can't go anywhere higher than the position you are. I didn't feel like I was being fulfilled or like I wasted a lot of my day because I wasn't giving out my potential of what I was supposed to do. So I started doing some research, looking around, and actually my sister was like, you know what, you would be really good at life coaching because you listen well, you have really good advice, and um, you know it's your thing. Like People just gravitate towards you and just want to start telling you their whole lives. Um, and you know that's not normal because people are very secretive. <laughs> you know, they don't want to talk. But for whatever reason, someone sits with me and by the end of that 20 minutes, I know their whole life and given them a couple assignments. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. And then uh, did you go and get a look at any of the certifications or the training and stuff like that? Okay. Yeah. So after I was like, you know what? So she, she was like, why don't you just try it and see? So what I did was I put myself out there and tried to just coach before, right? To see if it was something. Okay. Let's see. Sure. And the first couple people gravitated to me like nothing. It was, I loved it. When I got off the call, I was like, oh my God, I found it. This is my seat. Like you're home. Now let's perfect it. So then I did the certification and the training hours and all of that. And I'm still training just so I, the better I can be, the better I can be for everyone else. Oh yeah. We're all always learning. I mean, I don't have a, there's not a certification attached with what I do, but I'm always, you know, every week Finding there's some, some yeah. new information. I'm, I'm going on somebody's, you know, somebody's Zoom or somebody's webinar, you know, trying to, you know, better my offer and better myself and all that good stuff. So we're uh, there. Are, most of us in this uh, in this category of helping other people are lifelong learners. And we understand that, mm-hmm. that it's an ongoing thing. Awesome. Right. Yeah, sure. So which talk. Tell us about the. Uh, which organization you got certified through? So I went through, um, it's called World Institute of Coaching. Um, I did a, a niche of self-love and self-confidence, which was already my thing. But like you said, knowing as much information as possible is always yeah. good. Um, so yeah, I went into the self-love confidence avenue and um, I love it. I yeah. love every part of it. So how often are you speaking now? So I do have a podcast and I, that goes, um, every Monday, um, it's motivational Mondays. Um, but other than that, I think I'm speaking at least about two to three times a week, zoom calls, clients. Um, I do monthly motivational speeches with a company, um, a big company. They have me come every month. So I'm doing it. I would like to have it more 
and more frequently. Sure. Um, you know, but I am fairly new about speaking in larger groups, okay. so I do have that. Um, I need to build that stamina yeah. and also that confidence. You know, the more I speak, the more I feel like, oh, you know, it just comes out more smooth. And how many of those uh, every week are uh, like at a room full of prospects as opposed to speaking to clients and stuff like that? So like mm. uh, a rotary or a women's business group or a. No, not yet. Okay, I know, well, Jeff. We got to get together. So you okay. No, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm asking as a way for the people listening to learn. I'm not, I'm not asking as a way to say, well, Erica, you know, we yeah. help people do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the beauty of this concept of behind the lectern is for speakers by speakers, you know, and you're a speaker and you just haven't done it as, as you know, as many places as, as others. And we've got speak people on the show who have been you know, it's doing it for 35 years and, you know, and then there's other folks who've been doing it for, you know, for two. Uh, and, and that's why I wanted to do the show. So people could hear from both ends of the spectrum and everything in between. Yeah. You know, so um, let me ask you this. When did it click for you that speaking was a way to promote your coaching practice? Um, learning. Getting in, I, you know, there was, I don't know how she connected with me because uh, I didn't look for her, but she came and found me um, where I found you as the speaker playhouse. Um, okay. Just having those kind of networking situations and learning from people that have been in the business for 35 years of what's the best way to get clients. How do I get myself out there so people can trust what I'm saying works, those kind of things. So it's really, uh, you know, business moves. I'm trying to network get um, across as many people as I can. Who knows who I'm going to, you know, rub shoulders with and where yeah. it's going to take me. We love Speaker's Playhouse. Yeah. I do. I do. Are, are you planning to be at the retreat here in Dallas in a few weeks? Um, No. I Actually, okay. since the COVID and everything, I've kind of been off of the Speaker Playhouse. I usually go every faithful, every Thursday. Um, so I haven't even heard about the retreat. She must have mentioned this the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, they're doing a speaker's retreat here in Dallas, um, and uh, it's an in-person event. Mm. But uh, they, they've also, and I'm, I'm giving them another plug here, but they've also added a playing full out membership. Oh, wow. Which which I took, I'm, I'm a member of. And, and okay. you know, again, that's another one of those things where people say, well, you know, you've been speaking for, what? I got to do the math. 18 years, you know, why are you doing that? And it's because I want to, you know, always looking to get better, always looking to learn more. Yeah. So that membership includes two monthly showcase calls where you can go on and speak for 10 or 15 minutes and get and get coaching and feedback. Nice. Uh, it includes all the uh, all the drops, all the recordings of all mm. the drops as part of the membership. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very cool program, and uh, like I said, I opted in right away. And um, you know, I'm I I think I you, it's fair to say we're we're part of that community, the Speakers Playhouse community, which is for those of you listening who don't know, it's a weekly ninety minute rock and roll Zoom. <laughs> and I say rock and roll because uh, Kimberly Howe, who leads it, is super high energy. And within that 90 minutes, uh, 30 or, well, more like 40 people tell us they've got a room and a place for speakers, whether that's okay. a summit or a podcast like this. And, um, and then uh, after that, 
50 or 60 speakers showcase their topics and what audiences they're looking to get in front of. Mm-hmm. And we managed to throw in a breakout room and some educational opportunities in there as well. So it's a jam-packed 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually skipped yesterday, and, and uh, but that's the first time I missed in three or several months. Mm. Uh, it's uh it's well worth doing it's worth the 90 minutes for sure and it's just a great community that we're learning from each other it's where why eric is a guest on this podcast because mm-hmm. we met there and then uh, did you do potapalooza no okay that was another program that came out of that uh, but it's coming up again in march so i would definitely look at signing mm-hmm. up for that uh potapalooza is a full day of being on podcasts oh wow you know so they'll have 25 or 30 or more podcasters lined up to in to do interviews oh wow and so you just sign do up to back yep mm-hmm. yeah nice. i did i did four at the first one wow. and i all but i also have appointments for two more after that day and while that's all going on there are speakers teaching about podcasting and about things to do with podcasting mm-hmm. uh, in the general room and then you go and you you know when it's one o'clock and you've got you've got a scheduled uh, appointment to be on a show you go and do that and then you come back to the big room and nice and uh, we'll we'll should definitely share the links in the in the show notes and stuff like that so that's even like i said it was uh and, and i don't need guests so i'm gonna go on and get on other shows right. other people want get want to get more guests so they they choose the podcaster side and they get mm-hmm. four or five guests for the day mm-hmm. uh, so it takes a little you know a little stamina to do five interviews in it in a day <laughs> but you know we do what we can do right yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because um there are days when i have back to back and i'm wondering like should i be a little tired or is it okay to keep going you know so both the both are true yeah 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 <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay to be tired and you can keep, keep going, going. Yeah. you know i mean i did there was a time when i spoke twice a week okay as that was the average for two years i spoke twice a week wow and twice a week is very man and that was in person there was no zoom there was mm-hmm. no, this was 2008 and 2009. There was, it was all in person, miles on my butt in the car getting there. You know, sometimes it was being in, in you know, an hour away at seven o'clock in the morning because that was, that came with the territory, right? right. Um, and, and I don't recommend doing it three times in a day, although I did it a few times. And I don't recommend doing it six times in a week. I did that once or twice and that was just mm-hmm. too much. It was a burnout for you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you've you got to have that energy when you're in front of the room. Yeah. Fortunately, my I feed off the audience. You know, some speakers yeah. give all their energy away when mm-hmm. they speak, and, and I the opposite. If I When I speak in the evening, I can't get to sleep at night, oh. uh, <laughs> you know, because uh, I'm still ramped up from speaking. Yeah. Uh, so, and, you know, again, those are things. And you learn. Yeah. Uh, to that's, see what works for you, yeah, and and other and what works for other people. I mean, that's how I created my my pathway to profit system to mm-hmm. turn a two hour talk into customers and leads because I spoke 250 times in a three year period, and I I made a lot of mistakes, right? And but what I teach Erica is it's much 
much less painful to learn from somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. And I'm that type. Yeah. I like yeah. to watch and then see how someone else did it and then just critique it to work. Yeah. I got the bruises. I got the heartache. I got the road rash. Yeah. And right. you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Um, you know, especially because I feel the urgency of this topic for me is huge, especially with the yeah. world that we're living in now. You know, we so need, need you now. I'm telling you, yeah. even more than we did before COVID. Yeah. It's, it's just, like the world has yeah. done this crazy shift. Well, but, and on the plus side, the world yeah. is shrunk. Yeah. No, but in a shift in a good way. Like everybody okay, has yeah. so many complaints about the COVID and, you know, being at home and this and that. But honestly, I wouldn't be in this position that I'm in if it never happened. I wouldn't be able to do what I do from home if, it, if it never, if I wasn't forced to do it. So it actually was a good thing for me. Very good. Yeah. And, and you know, I had ups and downs because of it. But one of the benefits of it is that I'm now an international uh, oh, podcaster oh, yeah, and I've got an international yeah. the website is in an international now exactly. um, I'd already done I'd already spoken to interna an international audience in America you know it was an you know an international conference but one of my goals this year is to speak to get paid to travel to speak in an international conference outside the U.S. Nice and, and uh, we get to meet people that we would have never been able to come in contact with it's just uh, it's actually very, uh, I see a lot more positive than clearly there is a lot of negatives, but. But I agree um, with you. You know, yeah, yeah, I love it. You know, and of course, in your, in this current, you know, your current career now, you won't be replaced by a robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I never even thought of that, but very true. Yeah. A robot can't do what, mm -hmm. what we do. No. No, which is funny in the sense that very early on in fake artificial intelligence, there was a there was a program, and I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was a it was a an advice or counselor program, and you would type in yeah yeah well it wasn't I mean it was a computer so right. it was a software program and you would type in you know it would ask how are you doing and and how does that make you feel and. Uh, all those leading psychology questions, and and that was so funny. And we this was something we played with, like one person in high school had a computer at their house, right? And this was one of the things we played with on their computer, wow. like at, at parties. You know, it was like, and I, I it's so funny that I thought of that because yeah. <laughs> it was a, a fake artificial counselor. Yeah, not that counseling is what I mean. Counseling and coaching are very different. Uh, let me well. Let me let you expand on that. Tell tell folks the difference between counseling and therapy and coaching. So, counseling is dealing with the past. Coaching is dealing with the present and moving forward. Okay. So basically, recognizing what the issues are, why you were there or here, and then just moving yourself forward. How do we move forward with that information? Well, and, and let me submit this and you tell me if, if it doesn't click with you. Um, counseling is also uh, about getting it, you know, counselors ask more questions than give answers. And coaches give potential, you, know, you, you help your clients figure it out on their own, but you still make suggestions 
whereas a therapist doesn't usually doesn't make a lot as many suggestions as a coach would. Well, so I'm going to have to go against that a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's only an opinion. Yeah, not to um, give answers because then I'm imposing my thoughts or what works for me onto you. Okay, which may not work for you. Do you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So what they what they what they do is to ask open ended questions or good questions that will have people thinking in a way that can be like an aha, like oh okay. So it's more of um, I think it's the different type of questions. Okay. Well, and maybe I'm thinking more business coach than life coach. Not even in business coach. Period. As a coach, they tell yeah. you do not tell somebody what okay. to. Do. Okay. And actually, in my contracts, it says I am not. What I say is just my advice. Don't right. take it for. Oh, Erica said I have to do. That's not. Please no. But what it is 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 just that there are certain questions that are asked to open thought processes that are not really open for some people. Okay. Well, I'm glad I asked this. I'm glad I asked that because I wanted. To, I'm, glad, I'm glad we could talk to people about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, I think they go pretty much parallel. Okay. I think um, because a lot of times with my clients is they'll come to me struggling with something like not happy with their job or having a problem with their relationship. And then we find out that there's some inner issues that haven't been addressed or in their subconscious that they kind of forgot about, but is showing up in their world now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, That's so it's good, actually yeah. very interesting and very, every day is something different. It's yeah. never the same, you know? Right. So right. I like Oh, it's certainly rewarding for the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I call this a multicast, because I, I wanted to experiment. And so far, we haven't had any anybody ask questions from through the clubhouse. But that's a yet. We've only had a few episodes. And, right. Uh, the whole concept for the part, this part of what we're doing Right now, we're recording episodes live on Zoom and on Clubhouse. Nice. And I'll let you know when your episode will air so you can tell your friends and all that good awesome. stuff as well. Uh, so tell me about your podcast. So my podcast is called Living and Loving Life, basically helping people become the best versions of themselves. So people, essentially people that don't, can't afford it financially or not sure that they want to do life coaching or um, kind of in between. It's a place for them to come and just get little tools and gems to help them become the best versions of themselves. Cool. You bring in guests? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Very good. Yeah. How many episodes have you got? Have you been, are you on so now? Mm, I've recorded about 30 and I've already put out, I think this is, Maybe my ninth. I started October, so okay. maybe about like my tenth or twelfth episode. Uh huh. Every That's yep. great. Mm -hmm. And which podcast program? You know what? What are the resources you're using for that? Anything you can find it on Apple Music, Spotify. No, I just no. I meant I meant oh. what? Where are you? Uh, which service are you using to get you out on everything? Um, Buzzsprout. Okay. Buzzsprout. Okay, cool. Yeah, Buzzsprout just... is pretty good because it connects everything for you. Everything's one place. I um somebody gave me that advice. Mm -hmm. So pay it forward. That would yeah. be a good place if you have if you don't have like a platform where you can podcast out of. 
They yeah, watch that's... your stats, everything. It's pretty, um, it's, it, you should look into it for sure. Good. Well, that's one, again, one of the things, pardon the, my roommate, one of the things we, uh, we want to do here at Behind the Lectern is help share resources with, with right. our audience. Uh, you know, so we shared Speaker's Playhouse, Potapalooza, the, so that speaker's retreat, and you know, of course, Buzzsprout. Uh, and if you have an affiliate link for Buzzsprout, send it over to me, and I'll include it in the show notes. So if people go check out Buzzsprout and decide to use it, you get you get credit for it. So um, that's another thing that that yeah, I you know is important to me, and and you know, is the affiliate thing. I just we finally, after being in business for having the website up for 16 years, finally have an affiliate program. Uh, I always had one, uh, you know, uh, that wasn't automated. And now I have an automated affiliate program. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't have to uh, manage. I just send people the link and then they go and and tell other people about the website. And when people, when people join based on their recommendation, they get, they get paid. So, uh, and, and I, I encourage other coaches to, um, coaches to, to have again whether it's on whether it's official automated or whether you just tell people you know when you refer a friend you get a free month or you know whatever the case may be uh, so that's, that's always awesome. important uh, what else should we talk about erica about what you're doing to help folks oh uh, whatever you like well, what are some of your goals when it comes to speaking for living and loving life so my goal is to be in front of a huge audience and being able to touch as many people as possible in a short amount of time. Cause okay. you know, the one-on-one coaching is one, but, um, so I would like, if my vision sees like maybe once a month going out and doing the speech, wherever that is, um, and you know, expanding that way. Okay. Who is your niche? Who are you? Who who resonates with Erica? Who you know that we should be? We hear this podcast and we go, "Well, I have a friend who needs your help." Who, who might? What would give us clues that that you're the person for that friend? So I hate to minimize myself because I feel like I need to get everywhere, but I would say my group is anywhere from like twenty five to forty five. Okay, women professionals. Um, that are in a situation where they feel stuck or don't really know what direction to go now. Okay. Um, and yeah, but Got I it. also don't want to exclude men. I don't have a lot of men clients. I probably have about five or six, but um, I think everybody needs that self love and confidence. Well, that's true. To come into themselves, regardless men or women, you know, sure. so I hate to say it's just women. Well, no, but the thing, yeah, well, the thing we do when, when we talk about target audience, we make choices and those choices are where we're going to spend our time, money, and effort Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. We're not going to turn down a client who shows up usually, but we're going to, we have to make choices because there's only 24 hours in a day Exactly. and and we don't want to be awake all 24 of those hours. Yeah, I think I'm having, so I've heard this before, like multiple times. I think with you, when we had our thing, is like, I need to just have a target audience. But then for some reason, my heart is like, but what about the other people? 
you know? But yeah. Well, here, here's here, right. think, think about it this way. Creating a target audience is not about excluding other people. Right. It's about focusing on the people you can help the most mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So the target audience can change is what Absolutely. you're saying. Absolutely. And you can have three. You should. I mean, I, I talk about having three of them. Okay. You know, so the one we're starting with. If you have three of them, how, what's to say where you put majority of your time in? How do you designate them? That's why you do start with one and you have campaigns and and programs for the one. And then once those are running, you can start a campaign or a program for the second one. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I feel better about that. Yes. And then you're, again, you're not trying to reach too many people at one time. Mm-hmm. You wait until mm-hmm. your machine is working mm-hmm. and then you add another sector. Got it. Yeah. Makes sense. And I, again, Perfect. I wouldn't go past three. Okay. Yeah. Because by the time you get the good. three, the third one up and running, it'll be time to revisit the first one. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. And uh, how and often do you revisit your program, like your systems? Um, it, kind of depends on the results you know if you're getting really really good results mm-hmm. some people say well spend more money there mm-hmm. and get more of those but right. sometimes as a practitioner we want to we want to deal with a different set of problems as in our daily work mm-hmm. and so as mm-hmm. as a um, as a heart-centered person sometimes we need to work with a different prop with a different set of problems Mm-hmm. To maintain our energy, exactly. So sometimes yeah. your heart will tell you when it's time to find some more uh, from different yeah. people. Yeah, it's uh, it's in you. That's the thing, yeah. and I love that because just that simple thing. Everything is in you. Anything yeah. you need mm-hmm. about your whole entire life, whatever that is, it's in you. If you are aware and mindful of it, it answers. That's for so sure. You're right. You're right. Awesome. Yeah. You know, addressing your first avatar, your first niche of young, younger career women, mm-hmm. uh, there are associations of women of every profession. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's the women engineers, there's women in IT, women attorneys, women in architecture, women in accounting, you name it, there's an association for that. And that So the association that. just means you're a part of something? No, what an association it means is they have week they have monthly events. Mm. So if it's a happy hour, you can go to the event and network. If it's mm. a lunch, it's a it's an event you can go and speak. How do you get to be part of these groups? Google. Okay. Google and Meetup. I mean, you search them out. Mm. So if you type in women's association, in, uh, where are you based again? Um, Las Vegas. Okay, so if you typed in uh, Women's Association Las Vegas, you'll get a lot of convention results. Mm-hmm. But you'll also get the Las Vegas Association of Women in Engineering or the Las Vegas Association of Women in in Hospitality. And then how does one become somebody that they call to talk to? You have to reach out and pitch them mm. in this situation. You have to say, hey, uh, who... Who, first of all, you start with who who plans your monthly lunches Mm. or who invites the speakers to your monthly lunches. And the first thing they'll usually come back with is, well, we don't pay our speakers. What do you want? (laughs) 
And it's like, well, as a, uh, I'm, I'm willing to waive my fee for the right, uh, right room full of people. Okay. You know, and again, I'm, I'm teaching a little bit of what we talk about at Speaker Co-op. It's not, it's not about speaking for free. It's about being willing to waive your fee because you want well, to be. You, you need to um, give out to get. Yeah. Well, and but they'll never pay a speaker. But, but that's by, not the point. The point is right. to go there and get clients. Right. And but by positioning yourself as somebody who is sharing value, not giving away, you're not giving it. You're 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 waiving the fee instead of being for free. Mm, so the proper words. Yeah, the money the money doesn't change. Right, right. But the but the your positioning does and professionalism and here's another part of it, Erica. Make sure they're thinking of you as somebody who gets paid, not as somebody who does this for free. That's the reason for saying I'll waive my fee. Correct. And because that's I'm also the value. Yeah. And that's that. also when you're when you get the speaking engagement then you're also going to offer a book or a webinar or something people will buy so that the, they think of Erica as somebody they pay for help, not mm. get help for free. Mm. Okay. You know, I know the coachings people teach you to do the 30, the free consultation, which yeah. does work. It is a workable program, but you will also have to make sure you qualify the people for the free consultation. So before I'm handing out free consultation, I need to do like a qualifying form? Well, it, it, it has to do with what you t say to them. And, and I've learned, you know, I learned some of this from some, some very successful coaches. And it's saying things like, uh, I only work with people that I can help. Mm. And the point of this consultation is for us to decide if we want to work together. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if the consultation goes well, at the end yes. of the 30 minutes, I'm going to tell you how we can, how you can hire me to help you. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I already kind of say that for yeah. my clients now is like, I do offer the first 30 minute consultation to see if this is a good fit for you. And life coaching is something that you would like to invest in. Right. Right. And that's an important word. Yeah. Remembering. Because to, then it gives that money yeah. value. Yeah. yeah. Remember costs. to include words like invest and stuff like that. Yeah. And some of this, you know, again, some of this may just be a reminder and some of it may be new and some of it may be stuff you've heard before. But uh, it's all again, it's all about positioning. And one thing that a lot of coaches either forget or aren't comfortable with is remembering that they're in business. I know I have that problem. And I had it from the beginning because I'm like, everybody's pro bono. And I'm like, so on my laptop, I have, do you want a hobby or a business? Good for you. Just to keep in my head, like this has to be financially okay to do, or you will not be able to transition all the way to this completely. Yeah. It just has to be what it is. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. And, and, and what I had to do was remind me, I had to remi remind myself that I owe it to the people to give them the opportunity to buy. That if I don't, because they need my help, and if I don't, tell them how they can help, how I can help them, then they won't get the help. So by not offering a sale, by not offering to pay me to, to help them, I'm ripping them off because I'm giving, I'm, uh, they're missing out because I'm not offering it. Yeah. If they miss out because they choose not to take advantage of it, that's not on me. 
but if they miss out because I didn't offer, that's I'm own. doing them a disservice. Yeah. It was a hard thing for me. Yeah, I understand. Even that. just it bringing up the money part, it was hard. Yeah. yeah, it was for me too. So after a while, you, you're saying it got easier? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and what's funny is I, I grew up in retail. And I learned I was a great, always a great closer in retail. Mm-hmm. You know, cash or charge. You know, you're ready. You know, let's let's take uh, care. Of you know, do you need batteries with that? You know, let's go to the register <laughs> and let's let's find a purse to match the shoes. Yeah. And let's get you some polish so the shoes will always look good. I mean, I was great at closing and selling on the retail floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it came to, to to selling services, I was less comfortable making the offer mm-hmm. yeah and i would also devalue well this usually costs three thousand but for you today yeah and you really yeah. have to stick to your guns yeah yeah and i, I slip I, I i have the occasional slip still <laughs> yeah <laughs> Where, yeah but, but the way i slip now is by not charging enough yeah but i but do i but I tell everybody it's not, I can't do zero. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And, and I raised some prices just as COVID was hitting and I have not gone back and, and reduced them. Nice. Um, yeah. I just raised my price up a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, and then when they say, yeah, sure. I'm so surprised. I'm like, you're sure the price is fine. <laughs> you know, in my mind. Well, and that's, that's the, okay. So here's a sales lesson for everybody. When you ask, when, when, once somebody said, you got to shut up when you make the offer. Right. And that's it. You're done. The first person who talks next loses. Yeah. Uh. And when they say yes, your neck, you, the only words out of your mouth next would, should be thank you. And how do you want to pay for that? Mm-hmm. Not are you sure? Or when are we? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And that, I know I've you never don't say it. it it's know, in my brain, it's, though. In your yeah. head, you go, boo, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. We're handling this. But no, I'll say, um, okay, I'll send you the welcome packet and we'll see you back next week at this time, blah, 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 to shut it. So there's no time to think. And maybe, you know, I already think that's what they taught in school, too, is make sure before you hang up. You have the scheduled appointment for the next time. step. Yep, and yeah. and I do that. It's like, when do you want? When do you want to do your first strategy session? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, okay, awesome. So, what else should people know about Erica before we end our podcast today? Um. So, yeah, if you are looking to get out of a situation where you're stuck and you just don't feel like you have direction, I feel like I'm your person. Um. I try to be as positive as possible and as motivating as possible and just that support system that people need. Okay. And we will share your links for the free consultation in the show notes. Um, And again, the consultation is the, is a sales conversation. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're ready for coaching, which means you're ready to pay somebody to help you, Mm -hmm. then you should have some consultations with some coaches. Yep. So what do you like best about your coach? Who you're working with a coach as well? Um, Yes. And um, I would say she is me already done this for a while. Okay. You know, like, I feel like we we vibe very well. We're kind of on the same page. And that's usually, I think, 
that's what I feel is the best way to be with your coach mm -hmm. is so that it goes smoother versus bumping heads and trying to make somebody think something else or do something else. Yeah, opposites probably don't attract when it comes yeah, to coaching. Yeah, not this, not in this way, no. Good. I'm glad I asked because I also wanted to mention to people one of the, my biggest advice for people when they're looking for a coach, and I do a lot of coach referrals, don't hire a coach who doesn't have a coach. Yeah. Absolutely. Because then you don't know the meaning or the value or, yeah, how to or whatever. It. Yeah. There, there's a long list of reasons or a short list of reasons why they don't have a coach. Right. Um, and, and you, yeah, it, I mean, hire a coach who has a coach like Erica Bigelow. <laughs> exactly. Please reach out. I'm here. That's what I'm here for. So I will be available. And it's the living and loving life podcast. And the website is livingandlovinglife.us. And there's okay. a button there for the free Absolutely. complimentary Absolutely. consultation Absolutely. to see if you want to hire Erica. And if Erica's willing to be hired by you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it, too, right? You, don't, you only want to work with, the, you know, you don't. What's beautiful no, I, about. I've had to fire clients. Yeah. Yeah, because and I, I refuse to take yeah. people's money if we're not moving along and you're really, mm -hmm. you know, committed to the process because there's no point. I could have that space for somebody that really is committed and wants to move forward. And that's a huge growth thing for you as a business person. Yeah. Is to recognize that and not be not be so desperate you have to have you have to there you need their money more than they need your help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. super. All right. Well, this has been Behind the Lecture with Erica Bigelow. Thank you so much, Erica, and we will see you around the podcasts. Thank you so much. Welcome. If you're in the top 25% of the fastest times, Wow, what a great speaker. Where did you find him? You know, I used to have trouble finding speakers. Then someone told me about speakercoop.com. Speakercoop.com? What's that? It's a website full of speakers who speak to groups like ours. How did you decide which speaker to choose? The website lets you search for speaker by topic. You can even type one search word in and find all the speakers who have that word in their topic. Then you can read the speaker's bio to see if they're a fit for your group. That sounds great. Yes, I'm using speakercoop.com to find all the speakers for our group this year. I've got to find the speaker for our luncheon next month. This will make it easy. I'm going to go to speakercoop.com. And over and over again. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Lectern. You can find an archive of our episodes at behindthelectern.com. You can also access useful speaking information at speakercoop.com forward slash education. Join us next time for another great speaker journey with an expert and our host, Jeff Klein. We'll catch you next time.